Man, work today was so hard. Was it? Was was that? I just had like person after person and terrible trauma, and there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I don't. I don't get what what's hard about that. Yeah, it was not not fun. No, that sounds. Um, I don't know. Sounds <laughs> dehumanizing for everybody involved. Yeah, it wasn't great. Not the best. That. Well, your work has a way of, uh, I don't know. It, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, preface, your work has a way of helping people mm-hmm. <laughs> doing, doing very good things. Oh, and also just being a real bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. <clears throat> Seems particularly cruel. Today, I think I could tell this story without giving away anybody's uh, life too much. Yeah. So I got an email two days ago from Denver's Road Home, which is sort of one of the big organizing organizations in town for addressing homelessness. And uh, I is about a missing person. Uh, This is a 21-year-old who is missing and um so they're looking for this person and i was like okay you know i sort of filed it away in my brain and then i got a voicemail forwarded to me today from my supervisor which was from someone in someone looking for their uh child who they think is missing in denver Okay. So I like slowly put together that these are the same person, right? Right. I called her back and um, just to kind of like get more information, you know. Uh, and um, eventually I-, I was sent some photographs, which I showed to my supervisor and a couple other people. And, and it turns out that this person was at the shelter yesterday mm. and we 86 her. No. <laughs> yeah, because she was. She was, um, you know, cussing out our contractors and stuff like that. Right. And, um, I mean, she's obviously, it sounds like there could be some kind of trafficking situation happening. And although she's not underage and, um, Mm. I was like, this job is so cruel. Like it's just terrible. So, so I'm calling, you know, parents and I'm calling, uh, detectives and stuff like that they're looking for her and all this stuff. So anyway, that's just an example of how cruel, I mean, it just yeah. feels like a bad joke, you know, like, yeah, she was here, but you kicked her out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> doesn't the Bible say something? About yeah, it probably that? does. Oh man. I'm just thinking about like what your version of a Hallmark Christmas movie would be. Yeah. Right. God, he's so brutal. So, Anyway, but today was, I mean, that was kind of how it started. And then it was just one thing after another where it was like, Eric, come to terms with your, like, poverty, you right. know, like your inability like real, to. Like a real hand sanitizer day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's a good segue. Do you want to talk about the comic? Yeah, I mean, Since, that one's. I don't know. That's just, it's, it's another, um, kind of example of conversations that we've had about your work where it's just like, 
you really face the chasm of, I don't know. Human despair? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. So Our old friend, human despair. Um, um, so the, today is uh, Thursday. The comic will go up. Tomorrow. Excuse me, tomorrow. And uh, I don't know. And that one's been sitting in the tank for a long time, too. So this is like. Yeah, it's been less than. It's been just less than a year uh, that we <laughs> published any comic at all. Yeah. And um, that's, I mean, that's what, it, fine. It is what it is. But um, so I, I can't remember when that went into like our little idea folder. Um, but uh, essentially, do you have it in front of you? I don't have it in front of me right here. Yeah, I do. Um do you want to describe it, or I guess I could go to the the website. It'll be there. I mean, you know, it's a uh, it's like a lot of our comics, a scene with just the two of us um, talking, and um, this one's outside, so I got to draw some fun winter wear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not LL, our, LL Bean. Yeah, that's it. Not our flannel uh, shirts in this one, but uh, you know, just me asking you a question that I ask you a lot, and I mean. That's kind of the thing about this comic is it's just like an extenuation of a conversation like the one we just had about, you know, the walls that you run into with your your line of work. Yeah. Uh, and kind of, I don't know, the the plight of humanity that that makes you question, um, that makes you wrestle with all the time, like makes me wrestle with because I've heard the story and so – but basically, you talking about somebody, you know, drinking hand sanitizer. Yeah, drinking hand sanitizer, which is yeah. not as uncommon as you wish it was. Oh, no, no. Um, and uh, I think I say, you know, there's nothing better than someone describing a comic to you. So I think I, think I say, uh, I don't think Jesus anticipated people drinking hand sanitizer. And um, I... I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's something I've definitely seen. Like I've seen people drink it, and then I've had to deal with the after effects of someone drinking hand sanitizer, and it is not the same as someone drinking, you know, uh, a tall boy of Steel Reserve or, or uh, you know, handle of vodka or whatever it may be. Um, it's a totally different animal, uh, and. Um, I don't know, like the idea that like, it's like, you know, the poor will always be with you. And, you know, like when you serve the least of these, you serve me and it's like, okay, like that's cool. <laughs> Could you not drink hand sanitizer though? Like, right. like I mean, it drives people, it, it's gotta be, it's the alcohol, but I don't know if there's other chemicals in it or what, but I mean, it just, it just messes people up so badly. Um, and it's um, it's obvious. Like when somebody comes in and they're drunk, it's one thing. And when somebody comes in and they've, you know, stolen a bag of hand sanitizer out of one of those automatic dispenser things, and they've taken you know five swigs off it or whatever, it's like oh shit! Like here comes a freight train, you know. Um, and so just the darkness of that, uh, I guess, like human invention, you know. <laughs> You know, and it's yeah. ironic because hand sanitizer is something that makes its way into those like bags that people give out. They like make like 
right like, hospitality bags or whatever that they yeah. have in their car so they can give a person that on the side of the road instead of two bucks and a lot of times there will be hand sanitizer in there and it's definitely not the majority the majority of you know folks who are who are homeless or who are you know dealing with an addiction to alcohol are not like all out there like seeking out hand sanitizer but it's not necessarily a great uh a great thing to put in those bags um for that reason and and it's you know anything liquid is pretty heavy uh, you got want to keep you want to keep water and stuff out of those things you know um but um unless it's you know super super hot but um well i mean what you're what you're talking about raises a really good point where um you know when we think about service and especially with like in the most depraved situations or the most tragic situations, but then what that might actually look like and how, how are you actually supposed to be there? Like, how are you supposed to be there? Um, how are you supposed to be the light of Christ to someone on bath salts? Like how? Yeah. Right. I mean, all you you can do is to unless you're a professional, you know, in some capacity that knows how to address that issue, um, in a proactive way, all you can do is call somebody else. I just call detox when that happens, you know, if they want me to. And if they don't, I have to wait until I either have to 80, you know, ask them to leave or I have to, I have to wait until they refuse to leave so that I can call the police so that the police can. And I, I mean, I don't like calling the police, but it, sometimes it, that's what it comes down to, you know, um, or if I can get it, if I can get it out of them that that they, you know, drank hand sanitizer, then they'll send send an ambulance because it's pretty, it's an emergency situation. But I mean, but yeah, how do you like, how do you extend? That's I mean, a question we're always asking is how do you ex- extend hospitality to people, and not just the person who's who's drunk, but the person who is not drunk or is less drunk or is you know strung out or whatever, who's also in that space trying to find some peace. Like there's not going to be peace in this space while the, or it's not going to feel very peaceful while the person who's you know drunk and belligerent is in the space, and so you have to like draw a line, and in some way that's that's love, yeah, you know, um, at least that's how I have to see it, or or I don't really know how to keep keep doing it. Um, yeah, I could also see this issue like taking you into territory that um, that a lot of kind of maybe more controversial either social interactions or socio-political situations might take you into where, um, like I, if I believe we're reading the text faithfully about things that, you know, Jesus would tell us to do, then there's a lot of actions we just can't get away with. Yeah, um, right. And there's a lot of things we have to do, even though it sounds just completely antithetical to, what a human might do to be self-preserving or, you know, safe in certain situations or, you know, acting on instinct. And he says, you know, no, do it anyway. Um, but yeah, it's like, so it's kind of one of those situations where it's, I feel like they're that I know the answer, but then it, it does get really tough in the practical to say, well, how, how do I be a friend to someone who, how can I show friendship to someone who, you know, at least in that state cannot, either understand what I'm doing, cannot reciprocate, certainly, but yeah, there's no mutuality there really. Yeah. And you know, and, and that's not what I'm saying that we're looking for out of 
you know, when we help that we're looking for mutuality, but you know, there's not even that, there may not even be that first step of, uh, kind of like a, a, a way that there may not even be, you know, comprehension on their end of, of the hand being extended. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, so, um, so then what does the next step look like? And, and like you said, I think it, it comes down to at least in some cases, it's about drawing lines. It's about, um, creating boundaries and spaces that at least make the most sense at the time. Um, but man, that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You know, the other night I, Monday night, I, uh, had an interaction with somebody sort of intervened in kind of an interpersonal conflict, uh, that, you know, could have gone, could have gotten out of hand. And, um, I specifically engaged the guy who I have more of a relationship who is actually one of these folks who at times will come in and, you know, has been, has been doing the hand sanitizer thing. Um, but, uh, so I sort of intervened, intervened and engaged with the person who I know better. And, um, and so I was like, Hey, come on, you know, this come this way. And I was talking to him and stuff and he was pretty drunk. Um, which I pointed out, I was like, seems like you're, <laughs> seems like you're pretty drunk, you know? Yeah. And I hadn't noticed, I mean, he was in a good mood, but I hadn't noticed that he was, that he was as drunk as he was earlier in the night. And, um, and so <clears throat> I ended up just kind of saying like, you know, I, I don't think you did anything wrong and you know, it, you're welcome back and that kind of thing. I just sort of like very gently kind of gave him a little push, you know, away from the, from the situation. And, and it was right. near closing time anyway. And he took off. And then the next day he came back to me and he was like, was I like a, was I like an asshole to you last night? <laughs> Cause he didn't remember. He didn't remember. Yeah. I mean, he had no idea. Yeah. And I was like, no man, you were great. Like <laughs> you just needed to, you know, take a walk. Uh, and he was like, all right, all right. He said, I don't want to be an asshole to you. And I was like, well, I appreciate that, you know? So, um, I mean, I think that's where the sort of, um, I don't know if there's redemption or reconciliation or whatever lies there. You know, you can kind of, if you build a relationship with somebody, you know, there's a chance for that person to come back or for you to go and express, you know, your hurt to them or whatever it is. So, well, it seemed to, you know, that's, that's also like the thrust of the of the piece that you know you wrote for circuit writer um just about building that base of friendship and and what that looks like and and what results are possible because of that yeah right yeah yeah i mean the hospitality you know any kind of human services i really think it it has to rest on some kind of mutual encounter um otherwise you know Otherwise, it's just people kind of using each other in a way, or, or really an ugly paternalism or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it, it's a good comic. I'm glad we we got it back up. You know, I was excited to see to see those characters again. Um, and uh, it's, I, uh, that's that's something I wanted to to ask you because when you when I sent it to you and you you texted back that you were glad to see the characters again, I. <laughs> Um, cause I asked this to myself too, like how much of it do you see as yourself and how much of it do you see as the character of you? Yeah. It's funny because sometimes like, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of those comics, like a lot of the dialogue comes out of conversations that you and I have. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, 
when you know when one of us grabs some piece of dialogue and and sort of adds it to you know this shared note that we have often i like look at it and i'm like okay is that something mark would say or something logan would say yeah and like i'm not sure exactly i'm not sure exactly what the boundaries of that are you know because i think either character could say it and and some but sometimes it's something i said in chat but it's but it's something that that the mark character needs to say in the comic um and and maybe it's because you know, often when we're talking, like we voice things for each other. Like <laughs> yeah. you'll say something, and then I'll like either restate it or I'll sort of try to like make sense of it myself and like make a statement, and then you can agree or disagree, right? Right. And so in that case, like I'm trying to voice something that is in you, and so just because I said it doesn't mean it belongs to me or is really coming from my heart or whatever. So I do. Th- I think that's the difference between those two characters is that one of them. One of them has like some kind of I don't know spirit or something like that that's a little closer <laughs> to you, and one of them is closer to me. You know, I don't know. Although I don't know, there's things about like the Mark character is kind of like a in the in the comic like he's a little bit more um, whimsical, I think. Yeah, and I was going to say irrational. <laughs> yeah, and irrational, and like I don't think of you as necessarily more whimsical or irrational than me, um, but it just fits i don't know it fits for the for the comic for some reason or maybe that's just the you know maybe that's just kind of comes out of the the way we have developed things and you know one guy gets more lines that look a certain way and that's who he is now you know so i do see some of myself in the in the comic but it's definitely not a you know it's like an extrapolation of other things about who we are well in the comics usually don't feel right if um, because a lot of the comics do, you know, the dialogue does come out of conversations we've actually had. I don't run into this problem that often, but every once in a while, if, uh, if the dialogue really doesn't feel like something Logan, the person would say, it's not often that I'll have Logan, the character say it. Like if I really can't envision you saying it, then there's, and, and same for the Mark character, then, um, you know, then definitely my first move is to try to switch it up and see if it fits the other way around. But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, if it's really something I can't imagine coming out of either one of our mouths, then that one usually ends up getting scrapped or relegated to the draft folder or something. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I mean, it's it's kind of a it's a weird thing, right? Like, I, I mean, and sometimes I think like we should have made up different characters. <laughs> You know, probably, but I don't know. I mean, the site is so personal, you know, to yeah, us. Why, that, why wouldn't the comic be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like looking through, I'm just like paging through some of the, some of the comics right here. And like, <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like the Mark character is very irrational and, and sort of quick to get angry. Um, the Logan character is just over it. Yeah. Even though I think I'm quicker to anger as a like actual person than you are. <laughs> um, but, uh, but then like, I don't know, but then I'm like, here's one where I'm like Johnny Appleseed spreading nuance through the land and you're saying boo, you know, like it's <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. So I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what it is. It's pretty interesting though. 
It's an interesting dynamic that we've set up for ourselves by doing that. Yeah, I like it. I think it's kind of cool. We can kind of figure out who we are a little bit through some of that, I think. Yeah, that's because I don't know still. Yeah. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, so something I just wanted to plug real quick is the fact that we do have a Patreon. Um, I mean, all that was pretty heavy. And so, you know, following it up with commerce feels awful, but... um, Well, and fitting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, But... um, (laughs) If you don't have the Christmas ads yet, you can buy them. Yeah, right. Um, so, so we have a Patreon, the, the comic is up right now on Patreon. It isn't up on the site. And so the folks who, you know, are giving $5 a month on Patreon, um, they have access to the comic already. Uh, we'll be putting up a podcast on, uh, this podcast hopefully will go up on the Patreon on Friday, but, um, people who aren't giving on the Patreon won't have access to it for a few days at least. Um, so I don't know if you're interested. I mean, we're not going to put like a ton of like extra material, but if you want to get things a little extra or a little bit earlier, and if you feel like, you know, five bucks is, is not, um, too much to ask to, to just give a little support for something that we've given away for free for a long time. Um, you know, we won't turn down your money. Uh, we really, I mean, really what I want to do is cover, cover the costs of, um, of hosting. Uh, and so we just need like, we really only need like four people to give five dollars $5 a month. So <laughs> that's not that much, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I would have chosen four. Yeah. Right. Like, so I mean, it would, I would love it if it was 20 or, you know, a hundred or whatever, but I think the, Chances of that are pretty slim, um, but I, four to six. I mean, especially if we keep bumming people out. <laughs> yeah, right. Four seems totally doable to me, you know. And I, you know, I think I don't know. I just just encourage you to go to go at least check out the page. I'll put a link in the show notes and um, take a look and see what you think. And um, and if you actually yeah. want something tangible for your money, we still have comics for sale. Yeah, we do have store. comics for sale. Oh. We need to get up the whole back catalog into the store, but um, yeah. And if there's a comic that um, you don't see in the store that I don't know you like, um, and it's just not up there, then you can ask about it. And yeah, it can't hurt to ask, and you might be able to get that redrawn if we like you well enough. Right. Yeah. So we'll get you in a. We can get you a, a hand drawn one somehow. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Put it on your wall. Yeah. You can stare at us every day. We have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see here. I'm just kind of wondering, is there anything else we want to talk about, Mark? I mean, I have this thing down here, two guys talking about something for an hour, like the genre of most podcasts. And I don't know if we want to talk about that or not. Well, I mean, we can and we can address it by saying, like, maybe that's not what we need to do. <laughs> I don't know. This has felt pretty good. Um so far, I, I don't know. I think I do wonder a, a lot about because um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and you do, too. And I mean, that's kind of that's what led us to to do this in the first place was how much time we were spending, you know, on our own listening. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's like a wor- I can I can never tell if it's a worthwhile endeavor or not. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know because I can never tell. Is there really going to be interest Number one in anything I have to say, or, or even if what I was saying was pretty interesting, putting that in competition with 
all the other things that I know are super interesting out there. Literally everything else on the internet. I mean, I compare, I can't help but compare it to a relentless picnic, right? Which is this amazing podcast. It's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite things of all the things. And they spend all this time and skill, you know, kind of crafting a conversation and then also, you know, editing it thematically and interleaving kind of certain topics that come out of their conversation with, with other topics in their conversation and juxtaposing things in interesting ways. And then like adding all kinds of like cool, like music drops and stuff like that. And then I listen to our podcast and there's like, (laughs) there's no theme music. There's no outro. It's barely edited. The sound quality is kind of so, so, and I, I like listening to what we have to say, but like, it's not, it's, it falls into that, that genre, you know, that, like two white guys who think they're more interesting than they are. And I do not <laughs> want to be that. I do not want to be that person, <laughs> you know, like, like, is there some way to add more value to what we're doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at the same time though, like I've like had strangers on the internet tell me that they like the podcast. So I'm like, well, shit, maybe we should, you know, lean into that. Like somebody out there right. likes it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could, uh, you know, we could make it for the four people that we need to keep the site going. And if those four people like it enough, then, you know, maybe that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. It's a it's weird an thing. ego problem we're running into. Yeah, it is. And I try to resist that as much as I can. Yeah. Same. Well, now I just feel bad. You feel bad that we're doing this? No, that it's maybe not good enough to do. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I think I think we've talked about this before, but I <clears throat> I have always had this thing that I don't want to just like consume stuff on the internet. I want to contribute. I want to put something out there. Like from the first time I saw that the internet, I was like, "Wow!" Like you know. It's, <laughs> It's this amazing thing. Like it's, it's this GeoCities page. No, I'm literally like, like wow. Like anybody can just like put whatever they want on there, you know? Yeah. And so, I I kind of want to maintain this ethic where, you know, I'm not just growing feeds. Like I'm actually putting something out there, you know, um, that's worth something. But um, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that raises an interesting, you know, like. Uh, that raises an interesting philosophical path that we could go down um, a conversation we could have about uh, the ethic of putting out something into a space where maybe there doesn't need to be more things, Uh, but kind of putting that up against the very, you know, human desire to create and contribute, which is a worthy one. Yeah. Desire or compulsion, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) It feels that way to me sometimes. Well, same. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't actually know if it's good for me to to publish things on the internet. I I find it to be an incredibly lonely experience. Yeah, same. So, like, like I don't think if I was publishing in like a zine in 1982, I don't think I would have the same feeling about my work. Um, you know, about what whatever it is I'm producing, because it would just be like, okay, like I publish it in the zine. What's the next thing? You know? Sure. But now you put it up there and it's like you like look at your Facebook and like maybe maybe 200 people have had an impression – have like scrolled past it, you know, 
and there's like six, six clicks. You're like, fuck, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not even likes, just people like interacting with the like, you know, little box of, of content on their feed. Yeah. Right. And this gets into that, that, you know, that rehashed conversation that pretty much any modern creator has about, you know, trying to get to a place where you're doing it for the joy of it, because you're never going to get the kind of, you know, unless you're an anomaly, you know, you're never going to get the kind of engagement that you want on something to make it feel, you know, to feel validated. So uh, just do the thing because you enjoy doing the thing, which when I'm sitting down at my desk to draw, um, uh, like by the time I'm to uh, the inking phase, it's a meditative process. Oh yeah. Interesting. And, And I love it. And um, I kind of can't believe that I took as long of a break from it as I did. And it felt so good to be back into it. Well, and then, and then, but then you can, you know, you pull that, you, that well of positive feeling and then you just throw it at the wall of the internet. Yeah. And, and it's like, see if it sticks. crickets. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Which is like, there's, there's a million people struggling with that right now. Like more than just trying to figure out, I don't know how to have some kind of meaningful expression in the world. And they're trying to do it via the internet, which is soul crushing, but it doesn't have to be. No, you're right. It doesn't. I mean, I I think that, um, I mean, I do enjoy, you know, publishing, uh, stuff on the site and elsewhere. Um, and I, I wouldn't say it's like the worst. It's not like totally awful, but it does make me feel lonely. Yeah. Well, and really, maybe um, this is just uh, this, maybe this is some short sightedness on my part and or on yours um, about maybe we're feeling kind of let down because the work isn't meeting the potential of of the media. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Internet having this potential to reach out to unending amounts of people. Uh, but really, like if if we were to publish a book and only like 300 people read it (laughs) or bought a copy and then it goes to the dustbin, you know, if it's not one of the classics, most people aren't going to read that either. Well, that's true. I mean, that's true. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of want to like stray away, I think from like the, the, like how many folks like actually read it. I think if 10,000 people, read it, I would feel the same way, honestly. And I mean, there are obvious, I mean, obviously there are rock stars and, you know, artists and things that have, you know, more fame, like world historical fame who like kill themselves, right? Like out of despair and the work is not helping them, you know, um, and the adoration of whatever people isn't helping them either. No, I mean, it definitely can't become a numbers game. Um, but it does make me wonder, and not that I'm going to stop doing it, but, you know, I, I I truly adore the project that we have here. But, you know, it, it does make me wonder, like, oh, well, is there is there a different avenue to pursue that might feel some way different? Or is that just its own kind of fallacy that I'm I'm getting caught up in? Like some kind of artistic endeavor that would be more meaningful or have, a, you know, have its own kind of reward in a way? And maybe the reward is the only thing lacking because the meaning is there for me. Uh huh. It's meaningful. Yeah. Um, so maybe again, this is an ego problem. This is a letting go. Right. 
yeah, sort of decentering, you know, your self worth, um, depending on whatever the work and the the audience and all that stuff. I don't even know who our audience is, and I don't trust, <laughs> and I don't, tr- I don't trust our analytics at all, <clears throat> not even a little. Um, what a about, crossword. About how many people are, yeah, about how many people are reading or not reading or signed up for whatever. Like, I, I don't trust it even a little bit. So, well, I mean, you know, you like it and my wife likes it. So that's, I mean, I should like keep going. Those are, <laughs> those are two people whose opinions I trust. I should just be okay with that. Well, that's one more person than I have that reads the site. So. <laughs> 